and welcome to Give Me Five, the episode where I've got five questions for Gary. He's got five questions for me. We do not know what they are, but dang nabbit, we're going to eat some Jolly Ranchers and answer them honestly. Why, golly, I'm going to answer these questions honestly if it's the last thing I do. Yeah, you sound like Mr. Magoo over there. I love it. I love it. I know that is, but uh, I hope he's cool. All right, Gary. Uh, Since we last recorded, the Grammys have come and gone. And one act during the Grammys in particular was at the helm of some controversy with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Two mentions in two episodes, by the way. we got to get Megan on the pod. Uh, their performance of <laughs> WAP, drawing uh, FCC complaints that it was more akin to a strip show than a musical performance. I don't want to dive into the subject of performance or ethical showmanship, Gary, but I do have a question that this, uh, that this brings up. And I want to emphasize that this comes from a place of ignorance and a true naivete towards me asking the question. And I authentically want to know the answer. There is no inference whatsoever in me asking this question. Here comes Phillips. Time to get canceled again for this I week. guess so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, Cardi and Megan performed essentially in thong bottoms. So you essentially see the entire curvature and everything, that, that you know, the dupe. But... If they were to come out bottomless, or rather maybe like some, some like assless chaps, so like the front's covered, but the entire backside be exposed, what's the difference? Are we saying that the triangle-shaped cloth is hiding the sensitive material? Wouldn't we say like it's covering that like the tramp stamp area and like that's it? And that's not the racy part at all, right? So like I know if they were to walk out bottomless, I'd be like, oh, but why? It's one I don't, I actually don't, it's, I know the difference internally, but I don't know how I pronounce that. It's, well, okay, so so you're saying, like, like what, you know, if, if they were to come out just with assless chaps instead of, like, the, the freaking shoestring thong. Yeah. I think it's because it's implied that the shoestring thong, thong goes down and covers the actual genitalia. Oh, because it kind of goes through, but I mean the same. I mean, like you're literally—it's just you're seeing butt. I mean, yeah, it's straight up butt. <laughs> For so. me, it's just ironic of like this yeah. tri- like the, whatever the triangle is covering. I'm like that—that's the least sensitive thing here. We're seeing the entire, yeah. the, you know, the dip, the lip, and the and the two booty cheeks. And so I was like, what? What is it doing? Why? Why are we? Why do we even have the facade? Why doesn't somebody so just wear like a plastic pants or something? I didn't watch the Grammys, and you know I'm not on the old social media right now. But like, how do how do you perform that song, like on public TV? Like, because it's just gonna be a bunch of bleeps. I mean, yeah, there is a point. There is a point where Cardi just goes, and what we go. <laughs> it, it was it was quite funny. It was quite funny. Oh, give me um, all you got. Yeah. That... Give me the, the part that it really got me was give me all you got for this wet, wet. <laughs> Nice. I know. Okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> Music is great. <laughs> Music is delightful. All right. That's that's it. I, it was more right. of a. It was a. It was a weird one. But anyways, go ahead. That's yeah. I you know I've actually wondered that myself, and I think that that's why the implication of the where the fabric leads to is being covered, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I guess there's also w- a case to be made for what we saw inside of Cherry, the accompanying podcast here for this uh of of that one in the most interesting camera angle that's ever been televised of all time filmed the inside of tom holland which leads me to my first question actually i mentioned uh, about the movie my uh, my dark tom holland cinematic universe i think it's a thing i think it's gonna keep going i think he's gonna play a drug addict in like six movies he's gonna do some darren aronofsky stuff who knows i have five scenarios for you you're tom holland's agent 
Um, I want you to tell me, is this dark? Like, good? Too dark or not dark enough for Tom Holland? For Tom Holland. Okay, yeah, let's go. Five rolls. All right, first one. Tom Holland as a transgender serial killer who makes potholders out of his victim's genitalia. Wow. Dark, too dark, or not dark enough? That is too dark for Tom Holland. Too dark. Okay. How about this one? Tom Holland as Mrs. Doubtfire, except the whole thing is a hallucination in a psych ward. No, that's... That's, uh... What is dark enough, you said? Dark. Yeah, dark. Yeah. yeah. All right, next one. Tom Holland as Bradley Cooper as the guy from A Star Is Born. We know how dark that movie gets. Yeah, dark enough. Dark enough. He can dark definitely enough. pull that off. All right. Tom Holland in Tasteful Blackface, Killing Racists in Twisted Poetic Justice. <sighs> give me give me more dark on that one. Not, not dark enough. Not dark enough. Wow. Maybe distasteful. Wow, okay. Tom Holland as your cousin's creepy uncle, a.k.a. your dad. <laughs> uh, not dark enough. You need, not dark you know, enough. I, I, yeah, I need a little bit more definition to that one. We got nothing to go off of. You and I. Yeah. What that? <laughs> what? All, All right. right. There we go. <laughs> I, I turn it over to you. Gary, we go back to one of our favorite segments with the game my sister gifted me at Christmas. Remember, I will draw a card and ask you the film trivia question. If you answer correctly, you shall get a point. If not, you shall fail and lose a point. Since we must do eight separate questions because of the way the card is formatted, I must remind us both that you can win with five or more correct answers, lose with five or more incorrect answers, or tie with only four right and four wrong answers. Gary, I believe you tied last week. Am I correct? That was like an all-time great performance. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm ready to come back you, and be a 500. Yeah, again. you've uh, you haven't won in a while, but you have at least tied in recent memory. So here we yes. go. <clears throat> Blade Runner was adapted Ooh. from which Philip K. Dick novel? Um, do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Wow. I love Blade Way Runner. Way to go, Gary. <laughs> something this is like my slumdog millionaire question. I just yeah, knew wow. it. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I wish yeah. I wish it was something though as arbitrary as you got all of it right but you said do robots dream of electric sheep so that I way i could just say no no i know oh. you did oh okay. i know you did i just wish i could have gotten you on that technicality okay. that's all i'm saying because i want to see you lose i was i i thought about it in my brain yeah yes george lucas took the term jedi from the japanese jedi geki meaning what samurai no because the samurai is the word for samurai um silent warrior no. Uh, Jedi Geki, which means period drama. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so off. So off. I said samurai, which is already a Japanese word. I'm doing great. One yeah. for one. All right. How many years after the first Blade Runner? Here we go. How many years after the first Blade Runner does Denis Villanueva's sequel, Blade Runner 2049, take place? Take place. Um, wow. Random Blade Runner questions. Um, I know. Let's say 20. You're close, but 30. 30 was uh, the correct answer. So 2019 just came and went. Uh, we should have dude, been in the Blade Runner future. Shameless shout out. Let me just say 2049. Great movie. Everybody should go watch it right now. Anyways. It's, it's weirdly good. It's weirdly it's good. Great. Yeah. What was the name of the virtual reality world in the 2018 movie Ready Player One? What was the name of the world? Oh, shoot. Um, I have no idea. Um... Nintendo. No, it's the Oasis. Oh, I you know if I would have had like a minute to think about that, I might have known because I remember. Yeah. Remember that, that the trailer was everywhere for yeah, that movie. Yeah, it's the generic Oasis. enough to where you could have gotten it. Wow. All right, 
What is the no oh, wow. Wow. What is the name of the starship in Star Trek? Enterprise? Starship Enterprise? I can't give that to you because you're missing too many details. It's the USS Enterprise NCC-1701. You know what? I, I would be like, no way, but Star Trek is a thing that like the people who are really into it would totally know the full thing. So okay. Had you, okay. had you even gotten USS Enterprise, I think we could have gotten there, but you just went Enterprise. Okay, okay, okay. In which movie did Alan Rickman make his final big screen appearance in a voice-only role before his death? Eye in the Sky? No. Uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Oh. Yeah, that's oh. oddly poetic. All right, uh, last two here. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them takes place in the same universe as which other movie franchise? Harry Potter. Absolutely. That's and there's, a gimme, gimme. Yeah, that was a gimme. Uh, you are two. You have locked in a wrong, a bad a week, week, a losing week. But Play let's get pride. you closer to that 500. Which Game of Thrones actress played Jean Grey in 2016's X-Men Apocalypse? I almost said Sansa Stark, but it's um, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner, absolutely. Look at that. You just came right underneath. You you made a, a valiant comeback. I would just say the your... Game of Thrones was really popular when I was in high school, so I yeah. really like Sophie Turner. <laughs> and you you also just uh, rewatched it with your girlfriend. I did. I, I remember thinking, oh, I would treat Sansa so well, not like these freaking monsters that they keep putting her with. <laughs> I would treat her so well. <laughs> she would be the queen of your north? Exactly. Uh, there we go. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So uh, as of this recording, I have gotten my COVID vaccine. Woohoo! But something weird that I noticed when I drove my car down to the Cardinal Stadium, you know, th- the whole thing happens in your car. They shuffle everyone through these lines, and we all were in our car with our windows up, but I noticed literally everybody was wearing their masks. I'm all about mask wearing. I wear a double mask when I go out, but we weren't out. We were all in our cars with our windows up. And I looked around, and I was I, I, I was like, look at these sheeple. Just <laughs> doing it because everyone else is doing it. When we don't have to be doing this, guys, so come on. But it made me start to think, I mean, if we could get people to do that, what else could you get them to do? And I want you to pitch me in the spirit of give me five. Give me a five-step plan, Philip's plan to take over the world, where people don't even know that you're doing it. You're taking advantage of the sheep. So there's no violence or anything like that. Five-step plan, take over the world. People don't even know it, but they're your underlings. Well, it's somewhat already been done, but I'd, uh, let's see, I'd create an app that everybody opts in for. I'd imagine that what it does, let me think, what what's something that it can do? You know what it does is without actually having brain surgery, it allows you the ability to answer any question the moment you think of it without having brain surgery. So obviously everybody would want that. Like having Google in your brain without actually putting something in your physical person, I think is very attractive, very alluring. So that's step one. Step two, we're going to slowly but surely become the next Amazon to where we had the financial capital and the liquidity in order to do whatever we want. But which, again, if everybody opts into this app, I think is already we're looking pretty, pretty freaking fantastic as it goes. Uh, step three, we're going to start putting some subliminal messages in there. So instead of the paid promotion, we don't allow paid promotion, but what we will do is that you need to listen to this like five second clip of just hypnosis. That's all. It's not, it's, <laughs> but like it, it will sound like words of the day, 
words of the day. You need to listen to these words of the day. But it's slowly like but that. surely with uh, hypnosis. Uh, I believe I'm now on step four. Step four will allow me to slowly but surely gain land, either through explicitly illicit reasons or whether I'm just having coercing people to get these world leaders to sign over land to me. And then by number five, I will have created a powerful enough structure to where if you are not with us, you are against us, and we will have World War Three, and I will be safe at my helm, slowly making the play the entire world a better place. Nice. Well, okay, I th I, I th that's a, a feasible world takeover, and props to you for using the words liquidity, hypnosis, and explicitly illicit. That wasn't part of the challenge, but that just made but, my But day. we did it. We did we it, did. yes. Thank you. Gary, we reviewed Cherry as part of the film accompanying this Give Me Five episode, and one of the biggest critiques I had for the film was how Sierra Bravo seemed miscast for the role, purely for age reasons, which got me to thinking, which celebrity do you believe has aged the best. Either staying the exact way that they had looked uh, while they were younger, or perhaps someone who came into prominence and leveled up as they got older. So probably the first one, a good example, would probably be Paul Rudd, Matthew McConaughey, Owen Wilson, uh, maybe Angelina Jolie. Uh, or if we're going like they leveled up as they got older, probably Jonah Hill. Uh, The Rock. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah. You know, just there's there's a bunch of people, bunch of uh, Jennifer Lopez. I mean, she was already pretty. J Law. Yeah, she, yeah. Yeah. She was she was pretty good, and then she went she went like she took it. She didn't have to go that next step, but she did it for us. I think so. Brad Pitt comes to mind, and he he's just not fair. But like when I saw Ad Astra, I, he was like 56 That's when true. the movie came out, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, he looks like he's late 30s i mean that was shocking um paul rudd always comes to mind and my, my dark horse for this is actually michelle pfeiffer because yeah she's aged quite well i you know like you know people are whatever say like you know oh like what what old lady would you do big like, i would never have sex with an old lady what are you talking about and, th and then i see michelle pfeiffer and i'm like well hold on a second she you know, is quite attractive, and I actually find her more attractive now than I did when she was in Batman, like, 30 yeah, years ago. She, she's a foxy mama. You know you know who also falls into this, and I think you'll agree with me here. Who? Who's the lady, uh, I just can't remember her name, but who's the woman in House of Cards? Oh, Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Who Robin plays Wright Jenny? is so right. She, oh. yeah, she's Michelle Pfeiffer, Robin Wright. I, I'm into Julianne Moore, but not as much as Michelle Pfeiffer, for sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, your turn. Yeah. Awesome. Well, going off of you know your very first question about music, I was stuck in my COVID vaccine line. I swear to God, these aren't all COVID vaccine stories. I just was <laughs> thinking of them as I was stuck in line, and so I listened to two of my favorite artists' albums, and it got me thinking. I don't know any anything really about Philip's music taste here, so I just I, I want you to tell me who your favorite artist is, uh, an artist that you like that nobody would ever expect for example i love kanye i love kanye west so much and num number three the best artist that you most recently found you know your best new new find probably the best one that i like that nobody would probably know is walk the moon if you uh yeah walk the moon of course everybody knows him from uh shut, shut up, up and dance man. i saw them yeah i saw them live too they were fun they are tremendous i love them uh their albums they have like 
two albums where the entire album is a bop. And I, I really am rather picky about my music. And to me, it's it's astronomical to find an entire album that I don't have any qualms with. Uh, it, it's, it's quite good. Uh, so that's probably the surprising one. What was the second one? Remind me. Well, the first one is just your favorite overall. Oh, so that was my surprising one. So my favorite overall, you know, uh, this is weird, but I, I kind of like, I, I, it's always, it always surprises me because I'm a very eclectic music person. So I have a lot of different music in there. Um, I can usually accust, uh, acclimate myself to anybody's music tastes. Even I have a little country in here, so that is what it is. But the one who always surprises me that I have so much of her music is Queen Riri. I love Rihanna, apparently, and I just don't know it. Yeah. And you don't realize it until all of a sudden you look in your library and it's like your most played artist is Rihanna. I'm like, huh, I guess it is. I do rather enjoy Rihanna a lot. So. And the sunshine that shines forever. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, then we're, last we're one. just diamonds in the sky. What's my last one? <laughs> the best artist that you most recently found. You know, new discoveries. Hmm, best artist that I most recently found. Uh, this is weird. But Machine Gun Kelly. Never thought I would be into Machine Gun Kelly. Never in a million... You put a picture of him up front, and I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. It's this ki- guy. It's kind of like kind of like the same guy as like Post Malone, where it's just like you see them, and you're like, would you like this guy's music? Probably not. But then you listen yeah. to their music, and you're like, all right, way to go. See, because in my mind, Machine Gun Kelly is like dollar store post malone and post malone is like dollar store i don't know what i don't know any of their music this is me judging completely based off of looks so there you go yeah absolutely no machine gun kelly i would say let me make sure that i have the correct one but the one that got me into machine gun kelly is is uh bloody valentine go ahead and valentine yeah go ahead and look up bloody valentine after this let me know what you what you think let the people know. All right. Gary, Matthew McConaughey has been flaming the rumors that we may see him run for political office. Whether it be something as small in scale as mayor to presidential run has not been confirmed yet. Even what the specificity of where on the political aisle Matthew falls on has been murky. This leads me to ask, which political seat of power do you think best suits you, Gary? Suits you. Now, oh, that is a wide spectrum here. So the, obviously, again, like I said, it could be something as, as little as mayor. Maybe you want to work in the Parks and Rec Department. That, those are elected officials. Uh, sheriff's Department. Maybe you would like to be a governor, a senator. Uh, there is, of course, the presidential office. There's some people in his cabinet. Well, who would you, where, where would you like to go? Where do you oh. think would best suit your talents, your knowledge, and your specificities? Jeez, well, I'm definitely a people pleaser, and I don't think I could handle an election, A, because there's a lot of dirt on me out there. I have murdered, like, 16 people. Um, right, right, so probably probably a non-elected yeah, 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 yeah. political seat. Um, Something I would want to be, like, in, in a presidential cabinet, and because like, I feel like in the future, you know, we'll start to value the arts more. So maybe, like, um, Department of Arts and Culture. Okay. I would, I would want to be the head of that. But would that be right, because I'm a white man? I don't know. But maybe I could make that call and I could hire someone else. Um, yeah, that's what I would want to do. I would want to work in the Department of Arts and Culture in Matthew McConaughey's cabinet. I actually think he could totally be like governor of Texas. I think he can appeal to oh, a lot of yeah. people. I, I love he, Matthew. He, I is think he's heavily, great. he is heavily associated with Texas University. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I I think he's he's a, he's been a tremendous actor who's who's 
really worked yep. at his craft. You can see it in in his filmography, and I appreciate all right, that. All right, all right. Yeah, absolutely. So I I would love to see what his politics are, see if they're agreeable to me. Uh, but either yep. way, way to go, Matthew. Keep it going. Don't know why that appeals to you whatsoever, but go ahead. Your turn. All right. So my next one actually starts on that political note because I just saw that the White House had fired some staff after Ah, the staff admitted to smoking marijuana, which is no longer an offense for a majority of people, but it came out and they were fired. Yeah, they sandbagged them. They said, hey, hey, you can, uh, it's totally cool. Just let us know. Like, do you smoke a little pot? Like, it's cool. It's cool. And then, and and then, then as soon as they did. Joe turned around and fired him. I was like, yeah. Joe, what the heck, man? Ah, uh, sorry. We just can't do it. You know, we, we kind of heard about your murky past. No, you said it was all right. No, it, we sorry, know. Guys. It's just, we, we, we just can't we, have any tokers in this office. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell is going on over there. Got Anyways, me continue. thinking, though. There have been one or two things that I've done in the past that slipped under the rug or that managers just didn't care about that should have gotten me fired. And I wanted to pose that question to you. Can you think of a time that you did something that should have definitely gotten you fired, but for whatever reason, you were not fired? Well, I know the reason why I wasn't fired is because I wasn't yeah. caught. But yeah. uh, when I was... <laughs> So <laughs> when I was working in college, so the, the, the statute, uh, statute of limitations should apply here because I'm, I'm like four years now. God, I'm old. Uh, four years removed from college. But yes. when I was working in college, God, I hope nobody hears this from in my working days. But I worked as, um, as uh, I, I, a worker's assistant is what it's called uh, with the Walter Cronkite building. So... I just pretty much with the Walter Cronkite well, building itself. I work for ASU right now. You might want to be careful. That's true. <laughs> uh, Keep going. But I work specifically with the building, meaning uh, if there were waters or sodas that needed to be restocked, I did that. If there were whiteboards restocked that needed to be wiped down, I did that. If there were um, papers for copiers throughout the entire building, I needed to wipe down the computer screens, uh, as well as like make appointments for the advisors as well as man the front desk. Uh, if the secretary needed to go out for lunch or something, I needed to cover a lunch break, whatever. So, I mean, it was a pretty expensive job. But a lot of the times, you'd be on a shift and you'd be unmonitored or unsupervised. And during those times, I would, you know, take the the, the cart and say, you know what, I'm going to go clean up the, uh, the computer screens. They really need it today. Yeah, of course they do. They always do. I mean, everybody yeah. always touches the Mac screens for whatever reason. And then I'd go and find my little corner, my little hidden gem office, and uh, I'd go fall asleep. <laughs> I would go fall asleep. Nice. Yeah, and I would take my naps. God, sometimes they were like two-hour naps. Oh, they were my just absolute best times because in college, you cannot find time to sleep. And there were days where I just, I would... Bro, I was, two, you got two hours of nap time, like, while on the clock? While on the clock. It was wow. absolutely beautiful. I'd wake up that sometimes. That is beautiful. Yeah, I'd wake up sometimes to text hey philip where are you I'm, we need it we need coverage oh my god i'm so sorry i was just really intent on cleaning just putting in here. some elbow grease on these screens. yeah oh <laughs> god that, those are the best of times that's awesome man all right gary back by popular demand i am bringing back the game where i have five actors and actresses who you gary have to guess who i am talking about Oh, I, I love you, this game. Yes, I innovative. Will you, I will give you three of their top known films according to IMDb. If you get it right on first try, you get three points. Second film, two points. Finally, if you get it on the last one, you will merely get one point. The goal here, Gary, was to get seven points last time, I believe. Now I am upping the ante 
You must get eight points or more to win. Whoa, I, but I didn't even win last time. I, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Did I? Just yes, barely. I'm pretty sure you got like nine. You don't you worry. We'll we'll we'll, we'll I think eight might be the most appropriate one here. All right, all right, all right. Let's eight, go for it. Eight points. Here we go. First one. X Men First Class. And this is male or female? Male or female? X Men First Class. Let's go with Nicholas Holt. No. Next one. Silver Linings Playbook. Jennifer Lawrence. Absolutely. He's okay. on the board with two points. Next one. Avengers Endgame. Oh, my God. There's like 50 <laughs> actors in that movie, man. Mark Ruffalo. That's why it's so... This one in particular. This particular person, <laughs> it's different because I gave you a well-known movie, but there's yeah. so many there. All right. You Let's said Mark Ruffalo? No. Mark Ruffalo. No. Okay. Uh, next one. Wind River. Scarlett Johansson? No. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, it's Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, you're on your third guess uh, here. The Hurt Locker. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Elizabeth Olsen is also in Wind River, I'm pretty I sure. I know, I know. Again, ah. I, I tricked you. There we go. All right, here Very we go. You're, you have three points, five more to go with uh, your third guess here. Uh, wedding Crashers. Um, so there's like a few main people to pick from there. I'll go with Isla Fisher. No. Okay. Uh, next is Aloha. Brother Cooper. Yeah, buddy. Okay. <laughs> if you knew, you knew. If you didn't, I had you. Dang it. Very... I know about that that terrible movie. Yeah. Do you remember Bradley Cooper and Wedding Crashers? Oh, yeah. Okay. I love that movie. Okay. It's I one of my favorite movies. It is a, it's a very good movie. He's I great. Just He's such an a-hole. Yes, absolutely. Let's go play, let's go play football. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Pocahontas, the animated version. Oh, geez. Um, I have no idea. Um, Gilbert Gottfried? Wow. No. Uh, next one. The Dark Knight Rises. What? Michael Caine? Michael Caine is the wrong answer. <laughs> oh, oh, no. You're on your last one here. American Psycho. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. I didn't know Christian Bale was in the animated Pocahontas. He is. And He's the voice of Thomas. I figured since Michael Caine is so old, he might have been a voice in Pocahontas. Of like no, a you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It, it could have Shoot. been. It could have been Michael Caine. That was a good pull on you. But no, he plays Thomas, and he also plays later on in his life. I like my, Christian Bale. I think he played a Pocahontas life, real life adaptation. It was incredibly boring by all remember, really? remembrances. Wow. All right, last one here. You have six points. You Try need to get two. it by your second guess, or else okay. you are out. And this one will be hard. Shoot. Okay, let's do it. Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. Uh, uh, Owen Wilson? No. Next one, and you need to get it by this one or else you lose. All right, all right, all right. Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Which actor or John actress? John C. Riley? No. Ah! Uh, Last one. Okay. Enchanted. Disney's Amy, Enchanted. Amy Adams? Yeah. Wow. You missed it by one point. You got to seven points. Man. Amy Adams. She's in Talladega Nights. She's near the end. I forgot that she was in she, Talladega she's Nights. She's Will Ferrell's love interest. And then Night at the Museum, she plays Amy Earhart. Dude, this is a great game. Just such a fun game for me. I don't know why. Because I love knowing stuff about actors. That's great. You're welcome. It's like it's a, it's a stripped-down version of Kevin Bacon. Uh, seven Degrees of Te Kevin Bacon. Anyways, yeah, yeah, your yeah. turn. All right. 
So my last one here. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! Um, I'm so sorry. For bonus points, can you oh. tell me without without uh, without me reminding you who all played? Can you tell me the movie that all these actors are in together? There's only one movie that incorporates. Is all it of American them. Hustle? Absolutely. Ah. Way to go! All right. I'm so sorry. Continue on. Continue on. I love this game. Okay. <laughs> After nearly four decades, a tip helps solve the killing of a school cook. This is a true story. Uh, this woman, Virginia Hannon, she's 59, was found stabbed and strangled in her home in 1984. But just a few days ago, a man admitted on his deathbed that he killed someone back in 1984. They took his DNA back to the crime scene. They compared it. They found out that this man did, in fact, kill a woman back in 84. It's been almost 40 years the family finally had closure. Wow. Um, pretty dark and sad, but it got me thinking. I mean, I would love to drop something on someone on my deathbed just as a final screw you. Um, for someone who I really don't like. So what's something small and spiteful that you'd want to drop on someone on your deathbed as your final mic drop on your way out of this life? Hmm. That no, It has to be real? It, no. No, I didn't think that far into it. <laughs> okay. Because, oh, man. I'm trying to think. As a final mic drop, I think... No, knowing he knows how petty I can be or how much I hide it, uh, I think I would tell my best friend just all the all re outline for him what a horrible living experience it was to live with him again. Just to be petty, just to know, so that way he knew that I did not forget what an incredibly horrible living experience it was living with him. And I, I actually. Even in me saying that, I'm I'm being a bit egregious. I'm I am over exemplifying things. But just to outline two things, Gary, uh, he this man cooked salmon in the microwave on a re on at least two occasions in the entire place in a California apartment, which is very small, very close. Everybody's within kissing distance of each other. Yeah, uh, you know, I, cooked fish in a microwave. And then the next that's one. That's just etiquette, man. That's just etiquette. Next one, I came home after going to a party that we both attended to. He left after I did. And we were the only two left in that apartment by that point in time. We, he came back. I came back like four hours later. And the oven was on for the entire time that both of us had been away at this five-hour party. I was like, dude, if not us, our neighbors would have been dead. Like, what on earth is wrong with you? It was, yeah. Uh, but I, I love him. I love him, and I would only be petty just so that way he had some lasting memories of just how petty By I By the way, be. remember when you left the oven on? I still remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's all love, though. All love. All love. All right. This has been a wonderful episode of Gimme 5 for... Podcastist Gary Boucher. I'm Philip Amaran. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to go and listen to the accompanying podcast, which we talk about and review the epic... The ode that is Cherry. Uh, we, of course, we have an entire slate of films that go back uh, in the rest of the catalog, as well as other Gimme 5 episodes, if this is your type of thing. They're not entirely date-specific, so they still age pretty well. Make sure you go back and listen, and hey, maybe you'll find the rare episode that Gary actually won a game, because we tried to make those few and far between. <laughs> God bless that they are indeed Can you find that. it? Can you find it? It's there. It's just very rare. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to continue to listen, subscribe, and listen to the rest of the podcast on Apple, 
uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, pretty much anywhere except for Pandora. Screw you, Pandora. Pandora.